welcome to podcast listen and learn or not i'm Anna d claire's over there there's a uh, life coach Lori live from international space station <laughs> she's taking social distancing very seriously yes i am <laughs> Good. It's interesting this week of COVID, which for some people is nine, some people 10. I'm seeing weariness. Are you noticing that? Yeah, I am. Well, I think some people right away, but I feel like these last few weeks, like people got their hopes up for getting opened. Oh, I see. Yes. You said yes, Claire. What have you noticed? Yeah, no, I noticed it in myself. I mean, I've Mm. been one of the, I'm a very like Girl Scout law-abiding citizen and I believe that they have our best interests at heart and and I do fully believe that but I'm looking at other nearby communities and states that are getting more and more things open and I'm finding myself antsy and envious and not so much questioning an authority but just questioning in general (laughs) let's put it that way (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I saw that Snohomish County is asking to go into phase two And I live in Snohomish County, but I work in King County. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) So it was kind of this, wow, half of my life might open. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And half might not. And then you start to think things like, well, the air is no different there than here, right? So if I went into Snohomish County and, say, got my hair cut or whatever and and then came back to King County, have I wrong as far as the people... Uh, within the circle of my life that are that I'm seeing on a, a regular basis, right? Like, have I breached something simply by driving 15 miles away? I don't know the answer to that, but it, it you know, a month ago, I wouldn't have questioned that, but now I, I am. Yeah, and it's interesting because there are families right now that are really struggling with this because they may have relatives that are like, okay, we're going to go and do this thing, and then they do it but they saw their maybe their other relatives right after and now do they have to tell everybody that oh we saw our relatives and they saw these people it's like becoming this huge moral dilemma yes oh is it that like contact tracing that you're talking about yeah so it's like say i go to the grocery store and i talk to somebody and three people show up and someone takes a picture and posts it on Facebook. And later I see that day, I see, say, my kids. And then later the day they see the post and they're like, I can't believe you talked to us after you talked to these people, which they would have never known had it not been on Facebook. Right. And maybe I was keeping my distance, but photos don't necessarily show that. Oh, I see. Right, right. So now you're not exactly. It's difficult. I do not envy our governors and and managers having to make these decisions simply because if if we're asking these questions amongst the three of us, they're got to be asking it amongst themselves and every business in the state that's calling them and saying, when can we get our people back to work? Right. This is, these are difficult decisions, but it's, it's hard to wrap your head around what's different next week than was different last week. Like I said, a month ago, I think I felt like I knew the answer, but now it it feels muddier and it might just be cabin fever. Could be. And I was driving down a road I hadn't driven in in my own town, just a few roads up. And I saw that the Goodwill was open. They said, we are open. And I didn't have time to stop, but I can't even tell you how happy I was to think, (laughs) wow, something's open. Yeah, Yeah. we we want things to open and, you know, it's definitely... uh, mostly or you know well 
because we're cabin fever, just like you said, Claire, yeah. but also for the economy to open up. We really want yes. things to, to open up. And then there are things that have opened up and people um, haven't been smart about it. And I'm particularly talking about my home state, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Tell I'm us. I'm so sorry, my friends. <laughs> but I'm very familiar with the Lake of the Ozarks. And you guys are probably seeing all this footage about Lake of the Ozarks and the Party Cove and, yes. you know, and a very popular spot. God, I remember. <laughs> I have great memories of that. And I know, I want, you know, when I saw those pictures, I was actually getting homesick. I'm like, gosh, that was, those were some good old times. And I know they're having a great time. But, you know, I was at the same time looking at that. I'm like, one, the country's got to be so mad at them. Mm-hmm. And two, I was thinking, um, gosh, you know, how many of those people are going to get sick? You know, I, I mm-hmm. was... You know, but then, you know, and a lot of people, not not just, I'm not just going to pick on Missouri, but, you know, uh, people, there are like reporters going to all sorts of beaches over the weekend and talking about how, like, uh, I remember this one reporter was like, people were like taunting her because she was wearing a mask and they're like, take it off, take it off, you know, and then, and then some people, you know, were like, yeah, you know, this whole COVID thing such a hoax, you know, uh-huh. and so it's like, it, you're right, it is so muddied right now mm-hmm. um and you know even and then there's also the part where we want the th- places to open we want restaurants to open i want so badly to go to you know a concert um <laughs> yes. but you know um there are so many people that are too scared to so how mm-hmm. many people are they going to bring in even when things open up and that's scary too yeah definitely you know yeah I feel like it's going to be real personal uh, for what your circumstances is. For for instance, if you're living with somebody who's vulnerable, you may have to go, you know what, I'm not going to go to the concert this year. I think it's going to be each circumstance is going to be just its own big decision. Right, yeah. right. And also, you know, people, a lot of people's income, uh, which has been directly affected, there may not be room for discretionary spending like, say, a, a, an NFL football game or, or, or a Major League Baseball game, even if those things had spectators or, or, let's say, a theater performance. A lot of folks want to be able to patronize a restaurant. Certainly, you can you know, probably swing that. But to do something higher end, even if they were to open those things up, I'm, I'm curious how much patronage they're expecting to get until everybody else's job is, is back up and running. Yeah. And even with the, you know, even things that may not be big money makers, or maybe they are, but I'm I'm talking about churches. You know, people want to go to church. Right. And, um, you know, but then how are they going to work that out? Because when you have uh, pews, you you can't not not sit by somebody that you don't know, you know? Yeah. So, and I think I've seen pictures of, of churches that actually put like an X on where families could sit separately from other exes that you know or maybe uh, one family per pew or something per other pew i don't know i don't know how that's going to work out but i I do like some of the ideas people have already thought of like you know uh renting out maybe not renting it out but like just going to some other place maybe outside of their church or something and just have people in their cars Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) drive in church confession Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i i I expect we're going to see a lot of drive-through things i I know there have already been it's not drive-through drive-in 
I've seen a few drive-in concerts. I think a couple of country stars like Alan Jackson or somebody put one on. And I think a lot of drive-in theaters, many of which have probably been abandoned over the years, but those lots are still sitting there, might find themselves in a resurgence of, of yeah. drive-through entertainment, at least for a little while. Right. Yeah. Well, because you can do it from your radio. So I grew up on Whidbey yep. Island, and we have the Blue Fox. And for some reason, they had been shut down, which really doesn't make sense because you're in your car. Right. And you're using your own radio. You know, you don't have those big things you put on the side like the old days. So they had kind of a petition to let them open. That makes the most sense <laughs> to me. Yes. Uh, when yeah, you think I, about When did they close? Uh, during COVID, when it first happened and they started oh, shutting they everything else. During COVID? They didn't call it essential. It was not essential. Oh, so, well, I because, because the governor put a restriction on, I think it was 250 people and then it was 50 people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but he didn't say whether you're in a, in a car or not. That's what doesn't seem fair. It's going to get 50 people in their cars that obviously aren't near one another. Right. That, I would have allowed that. I don't yeah. run a state. <laughs> right. I guess it's the people that are trying to get there, you know, to the concession stands. You can't quite do it in your car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> drive through concessions on the way to the <laughs> drive through. Right. What a pain in the butt that would be. Well, and that goes with what you were saying, Claire, wanting to be the good girl, the good boy. You know, we want to do what's right, even though that seemed kind of ridiculous. So they, they did what was right, which was to close down. And when you think about it, they should be really the first ones to open and be able to let people come and watch movies. Or Right. I would certainly think the movie studios would be behind that because they're losing money hand over fist by not having premieres on, on large screens. They're sending stuff straight to television, which is great. I mean, they can still charge 20 bucks for Onward or, or Frozen 2 or whatever. But imagine if you could actually go to a drive-in and see a first-run movie on a big screen theater. It'd be right. so much fun. Definitely, since we've all got cabin fever. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. A part of me about the drive-in theaters, I, I had thought about that. All these movie theaters can't do it. Why not drive-in through? They're good. They're, it's social distancing and all that. But then I wonder if <laughs> we've become snobs um, about how we experience movies these days because we have the surround sound, the stadiums, mm -hmm. you know, seating, the the HD, the full, oh gosh, right. what's it called? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that really high tech 3D art mm -hmm. movie theater experience that you can't really get in a drive-in right. drive theater. Uh -huh, but no. you're right though. But, but there is the aspect of we have all been stuck inside. We could use this even if maybe the screen might not be awesome, but the Blue Fox, you can do the Bluetooth, right? inside your your uh, your car radio and hear it that way the stereo the surround sound is going to be very much awesome good yeah. point good point and yeah. if, if nothing else it's a fun diversion for people to do for the next couple of months until we can do other do real stuff right know? yeah until we can figure yeah. it out I loved the three of us and a bunch of our co-workers and oh. former co-workers last Sunday me, me and my kids it was uh, our first drive-by birthday I see it on video all the time. Social media is all over that. You have people doing the drive-bys for birthdays, for celebrations, for graduation, and all that stuff. Even, I think even for prom or something. And that was my first time, and I am so for that right now. I, it was so nice to get out and just do that. It was wonderful. What a wonderful afternoon that was. I've seen them, and I thought it would be fun to participate. And I was so thrilled to get an invitation. And this this was an invitation event. And what a great everybody just coming out and decorating their cars and 
it was fun to see some coworkers that I hadn't seen in a long time, which was really yeah. great. But also it was just fun to be part of something that I know was really special for the young man it was helped for. Yes. yes. He was so happy. And I think his mom posted that he was so happy. He was put, it put him to tears. Is that what you guys read too? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. What? Uh, just such a dear. I just love that. I love that he was so happy. Well, and right? I watched <laughs> his video. He, yeah. you know, he posted and everyone that drive by, he said, thank you. Thank you. Yes, he did. It was Aww. adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It just meant so much. I was just so overwhelmed when I drove up. First, I saw you two. And of course, we want to hug and we can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> and then we saw our friends who are no longer at the station with us. And that was, it was so awesome. So much mixed people. emotion. Yeah. There was so many cars and it was such a, a nice celebration. And I just felt so glad to be a part of it, you know, and then we just drive off because we can't gather and talk. Right. Oh, no, I was just going to say the other thing that the thing that, that moved me to tears and it wasn't even my birthday was oh. that the, the local fire department came. Out. Yes. Oh, um, that was so great. They joined with a fire truck and an ambulance. And oh, my gosh, what a nice <laughs> treat. That was really cool. Oh. Yeah, it, it was like that video. I did see that, too. And the young man had was the one who did it from his perspective. And yeah. so it was the wonderful thing about that video was so many things and his reaction. But the thing that I took away from it was that every single person was sincerely wanted to make him so happy. Yes. And I loved I loved every single stop and like everyone saying really happy birthday. And there was one particular person, you both know who it is, I, I think. She used to work with us. She has such a positive disposition, sunny disposition that is like, yeah. she, do you remember her? And mm-hmm. I just, uh, and I think I told you this, Lori, is that I, I guess I had forgotten because I didn't, I never talked to her that much. But anytime I ran into her, she was one of those people that you felt that positive vibe every single time you interacted with her. So yes. the way she went by the young man, she was, look back at it again, because you'll be like, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. Because she's like, you're awesome. You're the best. Yeah. You know, and she really wanted him to know this. Yes. And it was, it really, it touched my heart. And so it was just like, you see people like her, and then you remember some of the other, you know, coworkers we have or had. And one of them, if you remember John, our AE at Warm, very one of the most positive people that you'll ever come across and he just has nothing but good things and fun things to say well you realize you because you haven't been at work for so long and then you come back to it seeing these people it's like my gosh I missed I missed that I missed that interaction or I missed just actually being around people that just made me feel so good yeah Um, I want to say something about the the woman that, that you were talking about tell you something a tiny bit personal about her just only a little bit and that is to say that she went through a personal hardship with a family member several years ago and for a very extended long time. And I think that she is someone who understands the importance of seeing the positivity in life and of trying to share it with others. And I think that this birthday parade was a way of her saying, people have done these things for me and I'm paying it forward and doing it for others. And there are some people who are just able to take the negative and turn it into positive, and she's one of those people. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that, and I, I love I love that you mentioned this. When she drove up, first I went up to her car because we were off to the side, so I was telling her she could keep going. And 
she didn't think I remembered her. And so she said her name and I'm like, yeah. And then Claire and I walked up and she said her name again, thinking we didn't remember her. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Someone that has such an impact that you can't forget her would think, oh, you might not know who I am. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I, I know when she decided to, I think she retired. And so uh-huh. I don't think she realizes how how hard it was for people to say goodbye and, and you know, or yeah. to know that she was going even when she announced it. And even, you know, someone who I didn't interact with her that much. I really didn't. Every few times, the few times that I did, I she, like, impacted me for some reason. And so watching that video, I was like, gosh, I love people like her. And I, I just, and I actually ended up messaging her and telling her. Yeah. <laughs> she always thought I was a big weirdo after that, but I just, I just made it so that I actually messaged her and then I, I just got a hold of uh, our, the other AE I was talking about, our former AE, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have a phone call sometime this week. <laughs> yeah, just, I love you people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was so heartwarming. And for me was the social distancing. So for instance, I saw little Max and he's little, he doesn't know. So I'm like, right. hey, high five, and then pretended to miss his hand so that he did, <laughs> didn't feel like I was not trying to touch him. Clever. Yeah, well, <laughs> getting to see everyone. And I think that that's kind of one of the things, too. We get weary because we're feeling all this weird emotion we don't know what to do with. <laughs> Right. Oh, Lori, you, you know, when we were kind of texting back and forth, mm-hmm. forth just to see whether or not we're going to have a podcast today. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, <laughs> the last message, sorry, the last message you had was, I love you guys so much. I <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, man, this COVID is really getting us. <laughs> it was so cute. I mean, I loved it. But I was like laughing so hard because you were just like, it was almost like emotionally charged. With, we're doing a podcast. Right? You're so <laughs> and we're still not in the same room, but we're so happy to just talk to people. Right. Like, oh my God, you're not my family. Whoa. <laughs> and we got to meet Claire's sweet dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I brought the dogs. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! They 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 barked it for one of the people doing videos. It was so funny. It was great tr- timing too. Yeah. It was like going down every car, every line of car, saying say hi to say happy birthday, blah, blah blah. And then it was your turn, and you're like hey hey, and then your dog's like barked just in time, <laughs> and the guy was tickled. So mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> and of course, Anna's sign was. Perfecto. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I felt groovy that each letter was like had a groovy pattern. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I got to go groovy. Yeah. And, um, but I ended up going to the office and dropping off that sign for our coworker. Oh, the, good the for you. Boys mom. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to do yeah. that. And I was, I, I wrote a text to her and I said, by the time you get to work, all my germs will be gone. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> they'll vaporize. <laughs> I love also that you you had those giant balloons, but they're not just regular balloons. They were like the kind where you like bounce your fist to get them and they go, boy, yeah. All they had was one set of balloons left. It was punching bag balloons. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And it turned out to be perfect. Hey, you guys, say hi to Michaela. (gasps) Hi, Michaela. So it's just her picture. She's on the phone. Claire and Anna. And Gus with his mask on. We're talking about Hi. how we miss everyone so much. Well, that's what Michaela was saying, so I was taking her around to say hi to everybody that's here. Love you, Michaela. They say oh. they love you, too. 
<laughs> Thanks, Gus. Oh, hi, ladies. Oh. <laughs> I always forget you both get to go to work, and yeah. that must be just a wonderful thing to not have to be just stuck in in your own home. That you have places to go. That's. Do you guys like? I mean, if you guys would have been stuck at home, would you have been just a mess? Oh, I would have. I mean, I I try to keep really busy, but I live alone. And for the first time in my life, I don't have animals because I work a lot and live alone. And I I can't imagine if I didn't get to leave my house. Yeah, I I can't imagine it either. I I consider myself so blessed to, A, be be employed at this time, Mm -hmm. obviously, and then, B, actually get to go out of the house. And it was a conversation that we all took very seriously. I, I work in a in a studio with uh with three other people, four really, but one of them's in a in a separate room, and we talked very seriously at length when this whole thing started about how how do we want to do this, and we agreed that we wanted to be together, and and we all agreed that that we were going to take every precaution and be extra 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 clean and smart about our travels, mm-hmm. so that Good. we could all stay together, and uh, it was a pledge we made, and I'm so glad we did it because i i'm very blessed to get that human connection now granted it's the same four humans every day and everyone and they're all men and every <laughs> once in a while yeah. i'm like i need girls i need girls <laughs> and when i do see someone like Lori, maybe in the hallway or occasionally another office person will come in if they're female i'm like oh my god you guys are doing <laughs> you the happy know? dance together right <laughs> i don't think i'm built to be in the house by myself. I got to tell you, I told Lori that I thought I was built for this whole right. know, quarantining thing. I said that even before quarantine mm-hmm. happened, right? You did. And it turns out, like, and like you said about you're just now starting to see people weary. I am one of those people. I know my husband is, is one of the people too. I mean, he'd been weary way before I was. Now I'm starting to be like, I cannot wait to take my jogs in the evening, <laughs> you know, right. or take a drive. Or now I'm like, it really is a affecting me and I thought I was like such a uh, what is it when you're you're uh, an introvert mm. yeah I, I really felt like I was such an introvert but man I, I, I'm not that much of an introvert <laughs> <laughs> so we sort of be- became hermits over the last year for some reason socially we, we joked that we were socially distancing but before it was cool but man I miss people <laughs> and we're both saying as soon as this thing is over I'm have I'm having coffee or a beer with every single person I have ever known. Right. Even, if this yeah. is over by my birthday, I might even have a birthday party this year because we really we've learned our lesson now about the importance of of seeing other people. Yes. <laughs> yes. We took it for granted, didn't we? Yes, yeah, so we absolutely took it for granted. Do you guys mind if I switch gears? I thought you um, were going to sing a song maybe. <laughs> Serious song, you'll feel No, I, I wanna, I wanna switch gears because um, some big, big, big events and issues happened over the weekend and mm-hmm. even yesterday. And I think you guys might know what I'm talking about with George Floyd killed oh. by uh, police officer. Derek mm-hmm. Chauvin, I think, yeah. um, and then the Central Park bird watcher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, someone using police as a weapon. Yesterday, some CEO trying to sick security on some black men who actually was a part of the office building, but he just, and they were a part of the office building for a year. <sighs> These three incidents have, uh, have something in common. I just want to ask you ladies, is it A, types of incidents like these 
had gotten better since the 1950s, but now it has reignited recently, or B, these exact types of incidents have been happening continuously from the 1950s through today. So reignited recently or just continuously has has been happening. It saddens me, but I believe that it's the second and it makes me sad. I just heard on a podcast about if we are not 100% for eradicating racism and we're not doing something about it. So we may say, oh, well, I'm not, but we're not standing up and doing something, then we are guilty. 100% agree with Lori. And I, I would only add that the difference now is that there are cameras everywhere. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. And there was an interesting, you know, statement about the incident, the, the one that you didn't mention um, because it happened a couple of, well, months really, but came to light a couple of weeks ago in Georgia um, where a, uh, a, a man was gunned down. Um, and one of the things that one of the police said was um, they didn't come to be prosecuted because uh, they saw the tape. They came to be prosecuted because we all saw the tape. Um, right. Mm. And I think, I, I think that is the difference as to why it's more in our consciousness now. And I'm, I'm ashamed and embarrassed that, mm-hmm. that, that that is the way it is. And the reason why I'm even bringing this up, I mean, it's important to be to to bring it up. I guess I'm I'm gonna say something that may or may bite may not bite me in the ass. Yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> but it's something I I've believed for most of my life, and it's that when white people speak up, acknowledge, denounce racial profiling and racial oppression, then it's more effective when they reach out to the white community about these things than if like a person of color does. And I mean, you both know I'm Filipino and, and it's not the same, not exactly the same racial oppression. They, I've had friends who were Caucasian have to stick up for me in many instances when I couldn't fend for myself mm. um, or when I couldn't effectively fend for another person of color. So there is this, art, there's, there's this article from medium.com. It's titled, 75 things white people can do for racial justice. Can we post was, that on our page? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's written by a Caucasian woman and it's it's just awesome and I've seen a lot of my friends really circulating this and posting this. And there are 75, but the ones that stood out for me was like number 3 when uh, post a racial racial profiling incident that was documented like that Central Park bird watching incident or the police officer who his knee was on George Floyd. Posted along with the institution's contact information. Uh, you saw Amy Cooper was fired and she had to give up her adopted dog because uh, there were so many things in that video that was showing up that just was all sorts of wrong, right? And then, like, number 62 was if you have a close relationship with a young person of color, make sure he or she knows how much you love them and love and affirm that child. When this uh, article came out, I was like, oh my gosh, this was something I've I thought of for such a long time was that, yeah, you know, us people of color mm-hmm. can say things and everything, but the connection might come from the white person to a white community to say it and to show it and to speak out. Number 72, talk to the white people you know who are not clearly upset by white supremacy. So things like that. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it was something that I, I just felt so strongly about. And so in light of everything that happened just over this past week, less than a week, yeah. I just felt like 
it just needed to be said. <laughs> well, that podcast I was listening to, what happened was the the two daughters of this person watching something for Martin Luther King, and it was something like back in the day. She said, I wonder if we would have been marching back then and standing up huh. back then. And the sister said, no, because we're not doing it now. So we, we wouldn't have been doing it back then. And the mom had this big revelation of, wait, my daughter thinks we're not doing anything, even though I have these strong beliefs. And that's when wow. she said, action, you know, that we need yeah. to show the action. Yeah, I think, you know, to your point, Anna, uh, I agree with you that sometimes it takes I, I feel like I could see your, your discomfort for when you said you feel like you're going to get, you know, bit bit for saying it. But it, it it takes a peer group to get through to a peer group. Yeah. And yes. It it's unfortunate if you know, especially I have people that I'm related to that I very we very much disagree on our views on a lot of these things. The way they're not the crux issue of racism, but but the way they're viewed. You know, the way let's say the media or or whoever skews them. And I do feel it. It's I hate to be you know the person who's like the explainer. You know, you don't <laughs> want to put yourself in that position. But I do feel a responsibility to go, look, this is the way it is. This is what has happened. Here's a brief history lesson about the United States mm-hmm. of America. Here's where we are. And try to force people to see it from the other point of view. And not everybody has ever had anybody take the time to do that with them. You're never going to get through to everybody, ever. You're never, ever, ever right. going to do it. Right. But right. if you can at least get one person to think outside of the little box they've lived in for 40 years, then at least you'll have tried. And I agree with you that 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 we have to do that. I, I see that as a, um, um, I, I'm extremely fortunate as a, as a gay person to have had a generation before me that really did all the hard work. Um, yes. And, and I still, in, in the first, that period of time between when I was like, say, 15 and, and 30, definitely had a lot of issues with having to explain it to people and coming out and why can't you get married and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And it always took a straight person explaining it to another straight person Mm. (laughs) to to get them to understand the context of what I was going through. And that's not nearly what has been happening in terms of race in our country over the past couple of weeks, let alone the past 50 years. But that's very much like it is, that kind of connection. Well, and Anna, I've learned so much from you in just our conversations because I have a granddaughter and a nephew of color. Mm -hmm. And as my nephew's gotten older and I'm watching his posts, I'm seeing that he grew up pretty sheltered and pretty good childhood, but now he's in the real world and he's seeing that this stuff exists and it's shaking him to his core. I want to be that aunt that's like, what can I do? Because you are so awesome. He's just my nephew who I adore. Right. Yeah, yes. That's, um, that's such a good point. I mean, growing up, I mean, yeah, maybe he was sheltered and now he's seeing things. And, you know, and unfortunately, he might have fear, mm-hmm. you know, to do certain things like just drive you know, right. and get followed by a cop or something. Right. And, and unfortunately, I can't, I can't just say it won't happen anymore, right. because it very much might. Mm-hmm. And so and I know I'm going to be scared for that for my my kids, too. And so yeah. it's like, it's almost like if the white community can really show up for this and interact and really be present for these issues in all forms, you know, even when it comes to when, when your nephew. Oh gosh, he's 27 now. 27. Oh, okay. Maybe he does. I, and, I was going to say. And he uh, has a child know, of color. So. It, it, 
Oh, oh, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. one important thing that you might have probably picked up on like the show This Is Us mm-hmm. <laughs> with Randall is that you might want to make sure that the student has a black figure, a, a black teacher figure to probably, you know, sometimes vouch for, for him or her or to to speak with the, with the person because they may feel alone or they may, you know, maybe they can't really say out loud that they're being picked on or uh, not just by, by the other kids, but like by other teachers, like maybe, um, you know, they, the teacher's not allowing them to take a class, you know, um, because they don't think they're, you know, smart enough or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just saw a show on I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, little fires everywhere. Watch it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it, things like these happen. And you guys are right about my question. It is B. You know. Is and it? Mm. your your further thing about videotapes. The only reason why we are aware now is because of videotapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not videotapes. <laughs> wow, how eighties am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, video recordings. Um, right. uh, that now it's in. It, it's it's there, and and people finally see it. I, you know, I I haven't probably gone through the same extreme stuff, but I've gone through stuff myself. And you know, I remember telling one of my best friends mm-hmm. about some incidents that I've had, um, and. Th- it wasn't that she didn't believe me, but a part of her, she did say the words, are you sure? Mm, <laughs> and so right. I'm like, right. you know, you know what? Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and you had, you know, I don't know if this has happened to you, to you ladies, but I, I've had several times, especially as the, like, as the Me Too movement was ramping up a couple of years ago, but even very recently, yeah. in the last week, we I had this conversation with someone about, you know, men who have said or done things to you. I believe it was a conversation about, there was a news story about people who are unable to pay their rent because of COVID and how uh, male landlords have attempted to take advantage of female tenants in exchange for money. Oh, and, my gosh. And the person who was telling me this couldn't believe it. And I said, well, that's happened to me. And they said, no, it didn't. And I'm like, first of all, don't tell me what did or didn't happen. Right? You're, you're, not, you're not living my life. But but I think there are people who are, they they don't believe that this kind of thing could actually be happening in this day and age. I agree um, with you, Claire. And they then if they stay uh, oblivious, they don't have to do anything. That's right. They don't have to do anything. That's right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the same when you when you look at children who have been sexually abused. They're so often not believed, so right. often not believed. I mean, the, that Olympic coach, so many of those, those girls oh. were not believed, you know, because right. people don't want to believe that. And especially if it's somebody that they like. And right. maybe that's the bigger issue there is, is that, number one, we choose to believe the people we love and hear what they're saying so that we can be advocates with them. Yes. 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 Yeah. Advocates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I think the other thing about the um, the Minnesota incident, I think that that um, personally bothered me almost more, maybe not more, but as much as the the officer who had his his uh, leg on the man's oh. neck was the other officers who appeared to be indifferent. Mm. I'm not saying yeah. they were indifferent, and I know that we have to let you know due process take its course, mm-hmm. but the appearance of their indifference is what you were saying, Lori, right. that if you, if you don't see it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up, Anna. I think this is something that Thank we you. ponder and we think about, and I hope that 
um, it, putting it out there is raising just a little more of awareness that we have a responsibility. Did you know that when astronauts go into space, they have this epiphany when they see the Earth? Apparently, it happens to all astronauts. I, I just heard this today from a, a lady that's becoming one. And she said when they look down at the Earth and they see how very small and frail it is, they go into this um, where they just question everything because they don't know why people can't get along, that we're all wow. on this tiny little thing. And she says most astronauts, when they retire, they go into humanitarian work because they mm. want to save the planet. And wow. yeah. I think that we so often lose perspective. We, we are here and we see the bigness, but when we pull away and pull back and we see this um, smallness, we may have an epiphany of, hey, we have a responsibility. Yeah. 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 Wow. Did, did you guys try uh, watching that NASA's Dragon spacecraft take off yesterday? Oh, my gosh. I was all about it. Are you kidding? I, <laughs> no, I, you I, said spacecraft. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I watched two hours of it only what? for it to get canceled. Uh-huh. <laughs> me, too. You me too. So disappointing. And I've already got Saturday like completely planned out so that yeah, I can be in front of television for it again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> me yep. too. But that, that incident was like very symbolic of 2020 because like, you know, you, yeah. you prepare for something so great because 2020 is supposed to be like, you know, representing clear 2020 vision and the TV show 2020, class 2020 mm-hmm. is double fine and, and you get excited and then it just turns to be a, you know, yeah. Canceled. it just it gets postponed. Yep. <laughs> it postpones everything. Yep. <laughs> 2020 will happen next month. So. That's right. Yeah. Maybe. Right. We're at March 88th. Right. <laughs> well, before we go, we like to get a life tip from life coach Lori. She has a book called. Did not see that coming. And a podcast called. Enough and listen and learn or not. Woohoo! <laughs> what do you have today? Did you know the suicide rate is up or the suicide call rate for hotlines is up by 800%? <gasps> Since oh. COVID? Since COVID. I oh heard my a, goodness. I heard a thousand and then I looked it up online and it said 800. So between somewhere in there. And here's the thing when we go to war, we are prepared. None of us were prepared for this. Anna, you were a little prepared and you fared it well. But for Just because a, of Walking Dead. That's right. <laughs> but so the best thing that we can do to keep walking through this is to take each day and try to look for a little bit of good. Even if you're struggling with depression, if you've lost your job, these are huge, big things. And I'm not saying don't let it get you down because it will. But try to find a place where you can look for something good. Because we can change our brain, and our brain will then start to look for more good. And mm. in a time like this, when we didn't have time to prepare, uh, it's just pulling the rug out from so many people. And we don't want to be Pollyanna and over positive, but we do want to look for real things that can be good, that we can say, okay, one good thing happened today. I can say that because we can go, everything bad is happening. And even though that's not the truth, that's what we'll focus on because we can't see any good if we're losing everything. Oh, that is good wow. information and, and good advice. I, I want to let you know, a package is about to arrive for me. It's a book called In Praise of Wasting Time mm. by Dr. Alan Lightman. And the reason why I'm piggybacking off of your um, your advice there, Lori, is because he says something to Oprah in some podcasts talking about a lot of times we, we never think of wasting time, but wasting time is a good thing and this is a good time to do it here in COVID, COVID land. <laughs> and I ordered it. That was like the positive step I took and felt so good about. Way to go. I'm going to. <laughs> awesome. 
but that's it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, downloading us, supporting us. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'm Anna D. She's Life Coach Lori. Over there is Claire. And this is Listen and Learn. Come on, Claire. Oh, or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks.